Yes. Good morning, everyone. We are so happy to see you here on Sunday morning in a warm November. <laughs> so this is so cool uh, that you're here watching online too. We welcome you uh, to our, our church online. And um, yeah, we today is the day we finish this sermon series on Colossians. And it's been quite a journey. And I have say like uh, a few times that um, actually this series is like uh, Paul talked like my sister. They, he, he jumped into topic to topic every five minutes. And um, I told that to my sister because I have to recognize as sister, I talked to you on Sunday. I cannot carry this guilt because I say you don't speak English. <laughs> and, uh, you, and, and she's like, shut up. <laughs> That's what she said to me. Oh, be quiet. Like, come on. And I said, but it's true. My mom said, yes, it's true. Okay, so I got, my mom had my back in this one. And um, so we're going to finish. And I just want to say a few things bef before we start this series. Like, uh, during the week, I've been meeting people, talking to people. And it's, it's so cool that how God is moving in our church. And um, uh, the other day, uh, I met a, a group of, of ladies, they're all from Mexico. So I, I'm talking with my friend Rogers, and then uh, we're going to talk to their table. And uh, we were at Hong Kong with a bunch of Mexican friends. It's funny when you say it like this. And it's, and it's like uh, we started to talk, and one lady's like, yeah, I've been watching church online. And like, cool. And I said, I don't understand. <laughs> and it's like, but I, I really would love to be there. So I, I, I have a prayer request. <laughs> so help us to pray that God allowed us uh, in a way to reach our Spanish community. There is actually growing in, in, our, in, in Linden and Acme in our areas. They'll find a way that we can pray with them and, and share this good news with them. So what that mean, I'm thinking, uh, bilingual service. What does that mean? Have a way that we can translate our service live as we're talking right away. And that requires volunteers and uh, ad adapt ourselves. So uh, I don't know what God has for us, but uh, I'm excited about this because I, I might get a chance to, <laughs> to preach in Spanish. Yes. And I haven't done that in a long time. And, and <laughs> You might think I'm speaking Spanish right now. No, I, this is English. Uh, so this is English. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can read the subtitles here all the time. But I, I'm so excited, you know, like uh, uh, we have uh, right now here we have uh, people from Chile, Mexico, Colombia, and, and, and our church is growing. We have people from all around the world. And, and, and to know that our church um, from rural Alberta, that's always a hard one for me, uh, is reaching out. You have to remember when things go out bad around, remember that God's work is not stopping because things are bad around. God's work continue working in our lives in a deeper, deeper way. So keep our church in prayer and pray that God will provide for us for uh, what is next. And, and our future as a church. And by saying this, I just want to go back to what Paul is saying because this is some kind of a connection here. Because Paul, when he starts to talk about the church in Colossae, he's, 
he's writing from excitement saying, hey, you church, I heard about you, about your hope and your love and, and, and your faith, how you live in your Christianity and, and, and the mess of everything is going on over there. And Paul is praying and thanking God for the church in Colossae and saying, you guys are awesome. And that, that's my translation. You know, like, you, you're so cool. You should be Chileans. You know, like, you know, like this is so cool. What is going on? I, I'm so excited about your faith and you should get closer to God. And, and Paul is praying very excited and then he he made a, a case saying i want you to know this who is jesus and what he's done for you and that is chapter two jesus is is the son of god and he came to earth to die for your sin not just some of your sins all of them past present and future and now you can be born again and be raised from the dead spiritually talking we're not a bunch of zombies here we just raise him from the dead and we can live our spirituality in a in a in a way and by the way he's saying this is my summary of colossians to you is that by the way now that you are a believer raised from the dead with the power of the resurrection living in you jesus in you now you should put your eyes and your mind in Jesus and fix your minds there don't get distracted by the other stuff going around just put your minds and your eyes in Jesus and then he continued going this is because now you have your mind in Jesus because you have your eyes in Jesus now this is the way you should live this is the way you should live your Christian life. Uh, you have to put away the old you. If you're old, I'm not saying it to you. You're not old. You're just a classic. That's... <laughs> See? <laughs> you're classic. And, and, and so put the old you, like the anger, you know, the, the bad behavior. That is all you. Now you should address... Put yourself on with kindness and love, patience. This is the way we should live. And that is going to reflect in, in the way how you live in the society, how you live at home, how you live your Christian life. We should be different from what we used to be and who we are now. And people in your house and your marriage, your kids, your friends, and your work, they will see there's something different in you. And that is Paul's message. And then he's finishing in chapter 4, what we're going to read today. And we're going to summary. just going to read just um, the first uh, from 2 to 6. And we will read in Colossians. It's going to be on, on the screen. Also, if you're watching, it's going to be in the, in the bottom of your phone or, or your TV right there. And Paul's saying... Devote yourself to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Pray for us, too, that God will give us as many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. That is why I'm here in chains. He's in jail. That's what he's saying. Pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. Not like Jorge, who have an accent. <laughs> no, no, that's, I guess, that, that part. 
Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. That's why it's the title. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversations be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. Let's pray. God, as Paul is making this prayer, we, we want to pray for this too, that we can listen to this message with an alert mind and always thinking how thankful we are because we are here together today. And also many things can be different and hard, but here we are thinking how good you've been to us. So we pray that you can lead us, take everything that's distracting us this morning, and we can fix our eyes in you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for the work on the cross. We honor you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So like I say, Paul in chapter 1 started in prayer, praying for the church, and want to finish in, pray, in prayer, and giving a few recommendations to the church. And, uh, and one of the things he started is like, be alert when you pray. Now, I, ha I have to say this. This is an area I personally struggle. I, I, it's always working on my prayer routine. I have to be very intentional. Um, some of you have the gift of prayer. They say, oh, yeah, we have at 3 in the morning. I pray until 3 p.m. Oh, good for you. Like, it's like, I don't even eat breakfast and lunch. You know, like, I'm that good. I'm like, oh, macaroni. I'm like, I, 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 sometimes I get so distracted when I pray, and, and I can't. I have to be very intentional in my prayer life. I don't know about you, but this is how I, I pray. And, and, and if, if I don't, I forget, and then I'm like, oh, I haven't prayed. Oh, God, sorry, I haven't talked to you. And, 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 and I carry this guilt when I don't do that. And Paul say, devote yourself to, prayer, to a prayer life. Be intentional about it. And, 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 and do it with, with such intention that you will grow. And that's basically what she's saying. Will grow in your relationship with God. Remember this. We have access to the creator of the universe. He wants to talk to us. That just blow my mind. The creator of the universe, the, 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 the giver of mercy and miracles wants to talk to us, wants to listen to my complaints, wants to listen to my struggle, wants to listen to all sometimes the garbage that I bring to him. He wants to listen to me. And I take that for granted sometimes that I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to talk to God. He knows. He knows everything. But it's like that is prayer is how we build this relationship with God. That prayer, I would say, is the engine of a church. If you want to see a church successful, you want our church to grow, I invite you to pray meetings. I invite you to pray at home that God will give us wisdom and guidance through prayers, it's how we receive what God wants to do with us. But Paul, in this case, is putting emphasis and be alert. Be alert in your mind. Many years ago, I told you that we experienced an earthquake in Chile, and um, it was a big earthquake, and a lot of walls uh, fall down, and 
and there was chaos, people screaming on the street, a lot of chaos because it was a big earthquake. And I remember Mandy was pregnant. I put her in, the, in, the, in our yard. I move a mattress outside because she's, I'm afraid she will have the baby right there. You know, I'm a pastor, but I'm not that good. You know, like, like I cannot deliver a baby right there. You know, so I said, come on, breathe, honey. And I have to remind myself to breathe too, you know. And <laughs> so I set a fire. Josiah was a baby. Uh, I had a dog. It was like probably three months puppy. And he ate like a I don't know, like 20 kilos of food. That puppy was like, because everything fell. So he's like, oh, thank you, Jesus. He went to, went to eat, you know, like <laughs> God used an earthquake so I can fed the dog. So it's like, he go right there. And at the time, all the walls are down. And, and, and I hear, you know, uh, shotguns and people screaming. And, you know, uh, you can hear people crying. And I remember making a fire and I stand up by the fence of my house at that time with a shovel. And I'm thinking, if somebody come, I will kill the guy and I put it down there right away. That, you know, like, you know, I, I, and I'm as alert. I'm trying to protect my family and I was alert. There was not, I didn't sleep for three days. But I was like, the adrenaline, it was so high in that moment. It's like, I don't care. I'm not tired. I'm alert. And Paul is saying the same way when you pray, be alert. And, and don't allow the distraction to come. And this, I'm, I get very distracted very, very easily, very easily. And, and I'm thinking, what are some of the distractions that we, we have Today, I would say our phones um, can be a, a tool, but also can be a distraction. Social media, it can be something that we, we can use to connect and see what is going on, connect with family. I love social media because it allows me to share stuff with my friends from my country and I can see what is going on. But at the same time, it's a distraction. I can spend hours on social media and be very distracted in what I'm supposed to do. Gossip. Gossip can be a distraction to you. Oh, you want to know what happened? Oh, this is a good one. You're going to love it. And, and we're like, tell me, tell me. And, and we get distracted. Our emails, we get emails. You know, like uh, Gmail right now, I don't know if you use Gmail, but it have categorized different emails. What is important, what is update and social media and, and I'm so thankful for that because I get so much garbage in my emails. Now, check your connecting you <laughs> by our church. We send you an update. That's a good one. That's from God. Um, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but we get so much information that sometimes we don't know what is good, what is bad, and, and we just get distracted. And that is stuff with the, our world. We go to meetings, and sometimes that meeting should be an email. And, and we just get distracted for those stuff. But there's other kinds of distraction too. There's a personal distraction. Sometimes we, dis we get distracted for who we are. And it gets so deep in our life. I, I'm struggling who I am. I'm struggling with my guilt. Sometimes our guilt is so loud in our hearts that uh, it stops us to, from hearing what God is saying to us. We allow our guilt to control us. We allow our sins 
to control us. I did this, that's why I cannot come in prayer. You have no idea, this is what people tell me. You, you have no idea how messed up I am. I cannot pray. I feel like I cannot to go and talk to God. And God is like, come on, just talk to me. Just talk to me, let's figure out this. An alert mind is allowing to get the distractions to move away. Like when I say I have to be intentional in my prayer, I, sometimes I overdo it. I get my music ready. I, I get my notebook. I, I never write, but I, it's just in case I heard it's a good thing. You know, like, you know, I get ready there, and I'm like, I, I get up early in the morning so no kid is running, crying, and hoping, praying for that too at the same time. You know, like, and, and I get all, and then it's like, oh, I want to pray for the world. I want to check the news. And 40 minutes later, right? My, my son, Levi, used to have a, a church, and I love it. And he's like, the church will say, um, I tried to be good, but I got distracted. And, and I'm like, this is me. I tried to pray, but I got distracted. I tried to walk in what God is calling me to do. I tried to, to walk in the calling of God, but I got distracted. The distractions that we face as a church, they're so big, they're so huge, they really separate us from what is calling us to do. We look at the world, we look what is going on, and we, and Paul is putting a lot of emphasis. We have one message to communicate, we have one message to announce right now, but we get distracted. And Paul is saying this, writing from jail. Paul saying this, writing from a place is like, I'm not comfortable here. I don't know any minute somebody can come and kill me. We didn't know at that point he didn't die, but because we know how the story goes. But being in a situation where you don't know what your future holds can be really hard. Paul said in Ephesians 1.18, Paul said this, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope that he has given to those he called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I pray that your heart will be flooded so that you can understand See, again, sometimes our prayer is just to punish ourselves rather than allow God to work through our prayers. It's, it's, it's true. Like, and I'm saying it's okay if you, you feel that you are, have failed. Just come and tell God. But you have to remember. You have to remember in your prayer when you talk to God that what he did for you in the cross, he died for all your sins. So that guilt that we carry in us is the enemy talking. Jesus prayed for his disciples, and, and he's praying this in John 17. Jesus prays like, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world but to keep them safe from the evil one. See, most of our prayers are, 
take us out of the world. But Jesus said, you can face the world, but don't get distracted by the world. Remember who is in you, in other words. Remember who lives in you. When you have risen with, with, with Christ, Christ is living in you. Therefore, you can always come to him. And I was thinking as, as this process of the guilt and, 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 and the sin and the distraction and, and the distraction sometimes like you have no idea how messed up I am. You, have no, you can say all that, it sounds nice, but you don't get it. And probably I don't. And I was praying for this because I personally, in my personal life, I carry guilt and I carry condemnation from my sins from 20 years ago. And I carry them in my life. And I know, I'm telling you who Jesus is, but at times my mind plays these tricks in me. And I know this, I know the answer. But to live the answer, to know who Jesus is, it takes a whole different steps. And I go, how can I move from a place from pain? How can I move from a, a place of hurt? How can I move from a place of a distraction? You know what it came to my mind? This song, what can I wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And I remember being in my office and I started to cry like a baby because I do cry like a baby. And I started to think, oh, precious is the flow. <laughs> they make me white as snow. No other found I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. And Paul is saying this to the church in Colossae. There's nothing more precious than the blood of Jesus dying for you, for your destruction, for your sins, for your guilt, for everything that is bothering you. Jesus died for you. So remember, be alert and pray. Pray that don't get distracted. You get in one mission. We have one mission only. One mission only. And they will be sharing this message of Jesus. And one way to overcome the distraction, one way to overcome the guilt, one way to overcome the hurt is to be thankful. And it's hard to be thankful when you're hurt. Many years ago, uh, we set our Christmas tree. I don't know how you, about you, but we already set our Christmas tree at home. I'm like, because on the 22nd, I put the Christmas tree down. So it's like, we do it early. That's how we do it in my house. So we start to put all the ornaments in, in, the, in the tree. And we have one that is very precious to me. That, uh, we have one for every kid. But we, we lost a kid many years ago. And I, as I'm putting this ornament on the tree, I start to tear up and I'm crying. Like, I cannot stop. Every year, it's like, okay, I got this. Tear. Or tear come inside again. I put it there. And so I, my, kids don't, my kids don't see it. You know, I want to be cool. I need to, you know. 
But this time, this time, I'm crying. And my, I, I hold it, and I'm thinking, God, the enemy is using a moment of pain for me to really distract me and put my focus out of God. And I remember when I lost, we lost this baby. Uh, we had to go back to ministry. Not, not even going to understand. I had to give explanation. Explanation that I don't have. How come a God who's loved, who loved me so much, allowed this? I don't know. I don't know. I just have to trust him. And I remember going to the doctor here in, in, in Canada because we were living in Chile. We had to go back to Chile. And we lost our baby here. And I remember going to our doctor, and the doctor say, you, you are a man of faith, so what explanation do you have? I said, I don't know. I said, what, you're a doctor. What explanation do you have? I said, we don't know. I don't know either. But I said, what I know is that I choose to trust God, there is a bigger picture. I choose to trust God because if I don't go that way, my life will be a total mess right now. And I choose to trust God that he will hold my hand, that I don't need an explanation. I want an explanation, but I choose not to. That he give, he take away. I choose to be thankful. And my pain and my hurt I choose to be thankful. And Paul is saying something like this. I am in pain. I'm in shame. I'm in jail. I don't know what the future will hold. But I'm choosing to be thankful in these circumstances. And that is really hard. Because we really have to put our mind in him. And, and Paul is saying this to believers who understand who Jesus is. Put your mind in Jesus. You look around, you see chaos, you, look, you see hurts. Now through COVID, COVID has exposed so many things, not just because the, the illness itself, but we see people struggling with mental health, depression, addictions, and, and then the economical crisis, and, and everything is a mess. Wherever you look, it will be a mess. But Paul said, don't get distracted by that. Be thankful for what you have right now. But we'd rather go those ways because we can start a conversation. And Paul say to the church in Thessalonians, say, always, always be joyful. Always. I, I can't. How are you asking me to be joyful when things are not working? Always be joyful. That's a good Bible verse to memorize. Three words. Always be joyful. And then say, never stop praying. Why? Because prayer helps you to focus on what really matters. Jesus. And then Paul say. And be thankful in all circumstances. All circumstances. When you think of COVID, 
When you think of, of the crisis, when you think about economy, when you think about health, when you think about the future, be thankful in all circumstances. Why? Because we, as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, we have put our eyes in him. It's not on a person, or it's not on a government, it's not a, a how things are going to work. Our eyes are in Jesus. Therefore, we are thankful. Allow the bad circumstances to take glory in Jesus. Again, Paul is not in a 10-star hotel. <laughs> it's not a taking holidays and resting and have time to think about the church. <laughs> I'm taking a break, a, a, a sabbatical, and, and uh, I want to figure out my ministry. That, that's not what Paul's saying. <laughs> I, say, I, I, I want to be thankful because even though I'm in chain, even though I cannot go out and do stuff, I still can preach the gospel. And then Paul said this. He asked him to opportunities to preach. And he said, I have a prayer request by the way, church. He said, allow me, uh, verse 4, I believe. He said, pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. He doesn't make it about, oh, I'm in jail. This is so hard, church. Pray for me. He's not asking to take them away from jail. He's asking that God will use the jail time to proclaim his message. See, we go the other way. God, take all this away. And we should be praying, God, use these circumstances that I'm going through so I can glorify your name. And that is a hard prayer. But Paul said, pray for me this. The people around me can listen to this message very clear. Very clear. I want to finish with this. Paul He's been on, on a mission, and he want to use every opportunity he have to share the gospel. And he give a, a big recommendation. And I think this is something we can apply for the season that we are living in. Verse 5, he said this. Live wisely among those who are not believers. And make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive. So that you will have the right response for everyone. Live wisely among those who are not believers. I want you to think for a moment. And your friends or family members that don't follow Jesus. Think about them. How cool would it be if they can know Jesus, but then think how we are sharing the gospel. I'm not trying to do, oh, you're guilty. I'm not trying to do that. What I'm trying to do is that you realize that we should act and live our life according how the gospel asks us to live, by love, loving each other, even those who don't agree with us. I've been having some cool conversation with some people, and, uh, 
And we think so different, like so different. But yes, if we make a conversation about that thing, we're never going to agree. We're going to have a really bad conversation. But we have to remember, church, that we have something that unites us. And it's not COVID. It's not the government. If it's not um, uh, what type of cars we use, not even this, if we live in the same country. We have one message that we have. is the message of Jesus. We, when we swim in this pool, we find freedom. When we swim in this pool, we can see each other the same way. Live wisely. So when people see, oh, that's another Christian guy. Oh, those guys are the worst. I, I really don't like that. When people say that about Christian, because that is not true. And we have a call, with, we as a church, that we can live our faith, not from the point, I'm better than you. <laughs> I'm not saying that. But that when people see us, they don't see what are you against or what are you for. No, they can see Jesus in you. So Paul finishes this letter by saying, so be alert, be thankful, and be fruitful. So when people see your reactions, how you live, when you see people see your mistakes, you are like, yeah, but no, no. When people see all of that in you, they can see Jesus working through you. Jesus in, living in us is not just a nice f- phrase that we can say. Jesus living in us has to be a lifestyle in everything we do. Not just because we want to preach all about grace or all about love. It's not about that. We want to be preaching all about Jesus. It's a whole. It's everything. It's not just one thing what we like and what we don't like. It's everything. So my challenge for us, for me, is let's work in our distractions. Are we distracted as a church? Maybe we are. Let's make it about Jesus again. Let's, let's be thankful about the situations that are going. Yes, COVID, yeah, I know. But let's be thankful because through this, we've been able to reach. Allow us to focus your mind your heart and what Jesus is doing. I go, when you're going to speak to people, don't go with the agenda. They're like, oh, I want to tell you how wrong you are. Not allow Jesus to war with you. You have no power to convince people about sin. That's not your job. That's the Holy Spirit. So allow the Holy Spirit to work through you. I want to tell my wife how wrong she is. Oh, be careful with that one. You know, don't allow, allow God to work through your marriage. Allow God to work through your kids. I want to tell my kids, I have my son helping in the back, and I, I love that he's helping in the back, but now I'm more careful. <laughs> you have to be more careful what I say here. He said, Dad, I didn't know mom have an angry look. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't know that yet. <laughs> so I'm like, but I have to allow that my kid can see in me that I'm not like, 
Oh, my dad is a pastor, and he is a terrible guy. He's forcing this religion. No, no, I'm not forcing religion. What I wanna, want you to see how broken I am and how much I need Jesus, and Jesus wants you too. We're not here from the stand. We are better than the whole world. We are here saying, Jesus love you for who you are. Remember what he did in the cross for you, for us. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that you can use our church to speak this message as loud as we can from our actions. Not just from empty words, but so we can live the gospel in such a way that we can transform our community that we can tell people this is not about rules and religion. This is about life. Jesus living in us and we living in Jesus. God, help our church to be light in the darkness. And also be light in the light. To show something different. That God, you love us for who we are. So I pray for all the distractions that are going on in our lives. All the concern they're putting us away from what you want us to do, Jesus. I pray you can take them away and, and you can help us to live our lives in you. Thank you so much for what you're going to do, Jesus. We love you. Help our church to announce this message in our community, in Agme, in many languages as we can. God, give us this ability to, to share how good you are. You've been so good, so good to us. Thank you, Jesus. We honor you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Church, um, as you know, the, the food bank is part of our ministry. And um, right now, the food bank is empty, <laughs> pretty much empty. What is a blessing is, again, be thankful. <laughs> It's a blessing because we as a church, we've been able to help and with the food bank as many families in a small community. I was talking to Sonia and Vanessa. It's like we are giving one to two hampers uh, 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 a week. And that's a lot for the side of our community. So I want to invite you to pray for a food bank. The God will use the food bank to find different ways to keep out reaching our community. Not just giving the food, but there's so much more that's going on. On December 14, uh, the towns they do the food drive. And if you want to tell your friends, tell your friend, hey, let's give. Not expire stuff, but let, let's give. <laughs> let's give to our community. Be a blessing to someone. And, and, and if you always think uh, how you want to bless the church, the food bank is not just blessing, just people from Linden. It's all around uh, so uh, help, help us to, to find ways to keep reaching to that, uh, uh, communicate, um, maybe somebody want to give, I, I don't know, but pray that God will bless us with the food bank. Uh, at the same time, uh, uh, we're going to start our, our Christmas series, and I, I, we're going to talk about Christmas because it's Christmas. That's a big revelation that I got <laughs> the other day in my prayer time. And, uh, um, <laughs> and uh, we, we're going to start our Christmas series. It's going to be called It Doesn't Feel Like Christmas. So it's it's, it's going to be good. I think you're going to enjoy it. And uh, talking about our, our 
Christmas weekend, we're going to have our Christmas Eve service, and that Sunday on the 26th, the, we're not going to have a service here, so you can spend time with your, uh, your family and, and friends. But on the 23rd, there's going to be an activity going on that we um, are going to deal with the MB Church uh, at by high seas. So there's going to be uh, songs and activities that you can do as you all invite into that. So let's try to live this experience of a Christmas and remember what it's about. It's always about Jesus. Have a blessed week. Enjoy the good weather. <laughs> Enjoy today. It's a beautiful day today. And God bless you and see you next week. And take care, church. Bye-bye.